Welcome to the Sermons That Work podcast, featuring sermons written by some of the best preachers across the Episcopal Church. Hi everyone, this is Chris Sikama coming to you from a makeshift studio in Rochester, Minnesota. You're getting this inaugural message for the Sermons at Work podcast a bit earlier than I anticipated. Uh, we had hoped to send out Palm Sunday sermon late this week in preparation for our usually uh, extraordinarily busy Holy Week and Easter season. This has turned out, uh, suffice it to say, to not be the case. You'll still be able to hear that sermon as well as one for every day of Holy Week on this stream. And even though these sermons were written well in advance of our current situation, I think you will find, um, as I have, that our writers continue to do an amazing job of writing for varied and diverse situations and communities. Today, uh, I would like to share with you a piece of written pastoral care, I think. It comes from one of our regular writers, the Reverend Whitney Rice, Associate Rector of Emmanuel Episcopal Church in Webster Groves in the Diocese of Missouri. It was hard to review this piece, and frankly hard to read, because I, like many of you, are still grieving the loss, um, however long or brief that loss will be, of our traditional common life during this time of the year. But the difficulty was tempered by the beauty of the prose, the acknowledgement of these present difficulties, and most importantly, the sure and certain hope we have uh, in the resurrection. I hope this piece will be as helpful to you as it has been for me. So this is Holy Week and Easter in the Time of COVID-19 by the Reverend Whitney Rice. The timing could not possibly be worse. There's no good time for a global pandemic. But for those of us who are Jesus followers, there's a particular kind of destabilizing grief that comes as we grapple with this reality. We can't go to church during the most sacred time of the year. Holy Week is right around the corner. The hallowed rhythms our communities have observed for 2,000 years, joining together in person to walk with Christ through crucifixion to resurrection, have been ripped away from us. In a time when we need the bedrock of common prayer and comforting tradition, we find ourselves adrift on a sea of rapid electronic adaptation, the hastily assembled efforts to be a fully digital church. Heartbroken, we look across the vista of things we have taken for granted our entire lives. Giggles of children running around the parish hall as palms are handed out and harried clergy try to wrangle the congregation into a palm procession on Palm Sunday. Faithful altar guilds going over notes and receiving Easter lily orders to be kept in the sacristy until Sunday. Warming up the water for Maundy Thursday foot washings and setting out the food for common meals. The eerie holiness of arriving at church at 2 a.m. for your hour to pray in the watch night in the Garden of Gethsemane. The mingled grief and gratitude of Good Friday Stations of the Cross and seven last words of Christ and hours of confession and prayer. Ironing clothes and decorating knaves during the expectant pause of Holy Saturday, leading into the storytelling of Easter Vigil and the radiant joy of Easter Day. The overflowing crowds and the glorious music, the hugs and the handshakes, the communion and the joy. Gone. It's all gone. We can't do it this year. We can't join together in person for this pilgrimage and it hurts. The pain of isolation and fear quickly turned to fatigue and a deeper, wearing anxiety as the coronavirus cases climb every day and we struggle to respond. And there are those among us for whom the reality of not being together for Holy Week and Easter has not even penetrated through the blaring panic of losing a job and not being able to pay bills. 
Holy Week approaches regardless of the pandemic. And we are a people of hope. So we ask ourselves, where is grace in this moment? Robbed of our familiar ability to gather in community in person, how do we find the face of God in these strange and frightening circumstances? The first and obvious comparison is with the original disciples. Those feelings of constantly thrumming anxiety occasionally bursting into panic. Peter, James, John, and the others in that last week in Jerusalem surely felt it too. The comfort of being in a large crowd of people suddenly feeling dangerous. That's what Palm Sunday felt like for the Twelve. Our strange new circumstances may, in fact, put us closer in touch with our ancestors in faith than ever. The joyful life in a crowd turning to danger and then to isolation is how the disciples moved from Palm Sunday to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The dearness of close relationships seeming more heightened than ever. We feel that even as we witness it in Jesus' last meal with the Bethany siblings. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Maundy Thursday, a meal that would not meet social distancing rules today, nevertheless resonates with sensations of a world changing too fast to understand. The disciples seek refuge in sleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, while Jesus' prayers to rise to God with mingled desperation and determination. We can understand all of this with a new depth and power that binds us even more closely together even as we remain physically apart. Good Friday is coming. We cannot observe it in church, but we are observing it in the world around us. People are dying of the virus, and healthcare workers and others are stepping in to care for them with a self-sacrificial courage that honors Jesus' command to take up our cross and follow him. Our communities are suffering, and we will bring that suffering to the foot of the cross knowing that Jesus will bear all our burdens with and for us. We will never be alone, no matter how bad it gets, because he offers himself on Calvary. However different and strange this Good Friday feels, its world-changing salvific power will cleanse and renew our hearts if we open ourselves to it. We are understanding Sabbath in new and different ways, as our usual hectic pace of life slows in the age of social distancing. Working from home, refraining from outings as much as possible, finding ways to make our sudden cocoons work is a Lenten discipline we didn't expect. Holy Saturday is a Sabbath under the shadow of death, and that may feel more real than ever this year. But we know that this Sabbath is only the eve of an utterly radiant joy. Celebrating Easter Day this year may be one of the greatest acts of faith of our lives. It is very likely that many, many people will be ill, and all too many will be dying or already lost to this virus. But we know that the communion of saints through time and space joins forces with us to proclaim, even in the midst of death, that resurrection is real. Jesus Christ rises on the third day and it changes everything. The light of resurrection is beckoning us forward, just as it did for our ancestors in the days of plague, war, and famine past. There is nothing in this world that can stop resurrection, and we have been given the sacred task of proclaiming that new life. For many of us, never in our lives has resurrection seemed more improbable. 
and never has it been more needed for us to say yes to it anyway. All of us are dealing with different challenges in this time of COVID-19. Healthcare professionals are expending enormous physical and emotional resources to beat this disease back. Essential services workers from grocery store employees to postal workers to law enforcement continue to go to work every day, despite the contagion. Those who live alone are more isolated than ever. Elders risk contagion in nursing homes. Parents struggle to manage working from home along with the demands of keeping kids healthy, active, and learning. Clergy and mental health professionals try to offer support and care to hurting, fearful people. The one challenge we hold in common is trying to be church without going to church. And the courage with which we greet that challenge is what will see us through our piecemeal but beautiful new ways of worshiping together. Technology is what gives us the technical capability to worship this Holy Week as one body of Christ. But solidarity and faith are what make our worship real. The prayer and spiritual communion we offer with and for one another now is our gift to the generations to come and our way of honoring the struggles our ancestors faced in their own darkest days. As the psalmist says, weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Resurrection is coming, and we are a part of it. Alleluia, Christ is risen, was true, is true, and will be true. Forever. The Reverend Whitney Rice is an Episcopal priest in the Diocese of Missouri and currently the Associate Rector at Emanuel Episcopal Church in Webster Groves, Missouri. A native of Lee's Summit, Missouri, she comes to ordained ministry by way of the University of Kansas and Yale Divinity School, where she won the Yale University Charles S. Mercek Prize for Public Address and Preaching and the Yale University E. William Mule Award for Excellence in Preaching. She created and leads workshops and retreats such as Evangelism with Integrity, Sacred Body, Senior VBS, and Questions of Jesus. See thehiveapiary.com and roofcrashersandhemgrabbers.com for more of her work. Thank you.